You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is episode 376, where it's a Star Wars episode. Me and my man, Dr. Matt, are going to be talking about Darth Vader number 20, an issue that I liked even more after we discussed it. Talk a little bit about robots serving drinks, a little Sunny D talk as well. But before we get into that, let me remind you to go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back. Go to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. Go to our Instagram, Weird Science Comic. And then, last but not least, go to our Patreon, Patreon.com slash Weird Science, where you can get a bunch of exclusive shows just available on the patreon each level you get more and more shows all the way up to the badass level where you get everything plus you get to vote on everything that we do and one of the big things that i always mention is that the badasses get to vote on the two books that are on the patreon exclusive spotlight every thursday night me and jason end up having that spotlight two books passed or picked passed picked by the badasses of the get fresh group and you end up where this week we talked about a banger, I thought, Maestro, World War M number one, and then also Amazing Spider-Man 88 Bay. Not quite the banger, but still, we end up talking about that in an episode that was about an hour long. So if you want to listen to that amongst other crazy Marvel stuff and DC, indie, manga, all this sort of things, television, movies, hey, it's all, go over to patreon.com slash Weird science and help us out But with all of that let's get on with the show Me and Matt talking again about Darth Vader number 20 Alright and I'm here with Matt What up Matt What up Jim What up we have one book uh, Kind of seems the norm This is the Darth Vader And if you and you reminded me If you are listening to the regular podcast The regular Marvel Comics podcast We ended up having our $25 do or die poll list and I ended up putting Darth Vader on my list with Star Wars, uh-huh. the two main books. And I say main books, and somebody can complain or argue with me, and I'll tell them that they're full of poop because we get a crawl in the Darth Vader as I am looking at it now. But the thing was, I don't know. Is it, Do you think that when I said that, I was more saying that Darth Vader rules? Or was I saying that most of the other Marvel line drools? Because it was kind of one and the other. It, I mean, was. I was happy to hear it. Uh, it was kind of a bald move. But yeah, I, was happy to hear I mean, it. the Star Wars one. And the weird thing is, is how the play went out was I put Star Wars on there, the main Star Wars book. That's the big one. And I love Star Wars. So I put that. Then I thought, I can't put that and not put Darth Vader because at most times I like Darth Vader more than yeah, the regular exactly. Star Wars. So it was an odd deal. Plus. In a, a weird sort of way, a lot of people are talking, and this is more of a DC thing, but comics overall, talking about if things reset anywhere or whatnot, what writers would you like to be at a certain company and whatnot? And nobody seems to mention Greg Pak anymore at all. I just don't see any sort of, you know, hype for him. And I he really like Hulk, him. right? I yeah, mean, and I, yeah, he was awesome I really, that. really like him. World he even War did Hulk like an stuff? action comics at the end of. The new 52 and stuff like that, which yeah, was okay, but I, I I just don't hear much about him anymore, which is a shame because I think he does a really they good job. They must have him signed up exclusively for Star Wars right now. Yeah, it's weird. And and Soul, maybe. Like you said, like a World War Hut, these are huge things, but I never hear him talked about, but he does a good job on this book. 
This issue, now I'm saying that, this issue I think is a little bit down only because it's kind of a transition-type issue where you're setting up a plan by Sabe to kind of fool Darth Vader, but you don't really know the plan, things like that. So we'll, yeah. we'll go into it. And I realize, too, that when you just throw all of these mercenaries, assassins here, like all that all together at once, I realize that I need to learn more about some of the newer characters as we go forward because I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember them barely, and oh, that mm-hmm. person's that. And I, I think that there might be the, the trouble thing here where there are too many characters, but we'll, we'll get into this. It is Star Wars Darth Vader number 20, Queen Shadow Returns. It's called Written by Greg Pak, Raphael Anenko on art, Alex Sinclair on colors, and VC's Joe Caramagna on letters. While Darth Vader begins his mission to eliminate all of Crimson Dawn, Sabe, the handmaiden of the Queen, is on the hunt for Lord Vader. Vader, with Ochia Bastoon and Valance at his side, has uncovered that Crimson Dawn's reach is far greater than expected. Crimson Dawn is all across the galaxy. We're going to continue this thing with Darth, where is he necessarily against Crimson Dawn? Or does he just like order? He is spouting that word all the time. He says and- it a lot. I think that it almost comes down to the idea that it's the justification for anything that he does. Like, he can end up just going into a village and killing 20 people because he thinks one might be a bad guy and just say, well, this restores order. Yeah, like uh, it's like a peacemaker, but instead it's order maker. Yeah, yeah, he's order maker. and An Order at, at any cost. It's so funny, too, it because when you go with that, you can almost think of the order as kind of a balance, and a balance is the idea that he was supposed to be for the universe. And so is he, like, is it one of those things where he's trying to make up for past discretions, that idea where, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to get things straight. We know what happens then, because obviously this is between, you know, Empire and Return of the Jedi, which I can't just call Jedi anymore, and it gets me all upset. And so with that, you know, we know that, and and we see it. We see him. Kind of dribs and drabs, kind of like, yeah, I don't really like this emperor. I see that he is doing his machinations and things like that to the point where he's so obsessed to get Luke. And then that becomes the final straw in Return of the Jedi. But, you know, we have that going on this whole time. But with this, we were worried that we were going to end up having a scavenger hunt. And a scavenger hunt in a Darth Vader book that sometimes won't even involve Darth Vader. He's sending Valance Mm -hmm. and Ochi and their teams out. So... You do have to worry, and Greg Pak has to do something here where, okay, we got to get enough of Vader. We have to get Ochi, and Ochi in this gets a little, he gets a little beyond jokey again. Like, there's a fine line with me with Ochi <laughs> that I love him, but the guy really is yucking it up and not he taking is. anything seriously. He's doing finger points and like yeah, all kinds yeah, of Yeah, yeah, it gets a little bit, but then you, you have to have balance as well in here, so there's a lot of characters. But he does a good enough job of showing at least the characters and what they're doing, but now we enter. And, you know, add Sabe, who's been behind the scenes following Vader. We keep thinking that she's not in it anymore, that she mm-hmm. isn't. Also, I mean, Zed 6 7 comes back strong here, where he had ended up being destroyed by Vader. And Sabe ends up kind of getting him, bringing him online and Stitches reprogramming him, him, which is funny because she ends up where he gets up and she's talking to him and she is planning. She, she finds out at the beginning she's in. You know, Amidala's birthing chamber, which she doesn't seem to put two and two together. Like you're in a mm-hmm. birthing chamber where you're <laughs> actually looking at holograms and stuff like that, but can't understand what she was pregnant. And and Zed has to say, we're in a birthing chamber. Well, what do you think? And <laughs> it kind of threw me 
And and I know that this makes sense, but sometimes when things come up, especially in the Star Wars universe, where all of a sudden, what? She was pregnant. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess she wouldn't know. They took her away. They ended up. So it's like almost like it's not a shock. It makes sense, but it does kind of surprise you at points. Mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, you were talking before. They were like, okay, well. And so the, the play here is you would guess that by the end of this, because Sabe is after Vader because she says, they, the handmaids, they think that Vader killed Amidala. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Not it's not. And in fact, Vader, even in this book, had gone beyond the deal where at first he was trying to see because he thought Amidala actually survived at one point. Remember that crazy deal? Well, he was trying to bring her back to life. Yeah, yeah, which led him to find out stuff he Luke and, you know, more about being hidden, stuff like that. So at the end, I can only think that Sabe is going to have that deal of, like, you killed Amidala. What would Vader, because Vader isn't one to really talk, right? Mm-hmm. And in my mind, if Sabe went, and uh, Sabe, I'll take your, you know, helmet off, take whatever. This is going to throw Vader because, yeah, you look just like Amidala. And so, but I don't see Vader going, well, no, I loved her. Like, can you imagine him actually saying No chance he would open up about that. No. And and the weird thing is, is at the end, I can only see that Sabe's like, you killed her, you did. And and Vader thinks in his mind that, and then kills her. I I just, it's so weird a play of how this will end. Mm -hmm. We know that she's not going to kill Vader, but it will be. You know, maybe a moment that's kind of a cool deal to see what Vader would do and how he will react. Because I do think it comes down to a confrontation with her saying, you know, or is she going to find out ahead of time as she's learning more? And, but then what does that lead to? It's, it's a very odd deal, but I am interested in it. And I'm sure I it'll like be Zed. I like Zed. And, and Greg Koch realizes too, where if you end up having Sabe go around, she's not going to say anything. You know, if she's there by herself, she's not somebody who I think talks to herself, whatever. She needs somebody to talk to and to bounce things. So you get Zed. It was great because Vader left him for dead. It's weird. He comes back online, doesn't quite realize right away that she has reprogrammed them to be loyal to her, which I thought yep. was a little weird she play because she has to say it so we know. But yeah, he knows that, but he's like, why am I drawn to you? And she's like, well, I, I change your motivations in the, in the deal. So you are loyal to me. And yeah, he recognizes, oh, you're a Crimson Dawn. She has the badge there. And if you were Crimson Dawn, would no you wear the badge? No chance I'm wearing that badge. No way. No. I'm telling you, this almost plays out like the idea where people put those stickers on the back of their car. Oh. That, like, I'm part of the fire department, thinking they're not going to get a ticket or whatever. That's one thing. But but a badge of the Crimson Dawn? No. I, I mean, I would get yelled at at all the meetings. Because I would show up and they're like, where's your badge? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd have that hidden someplace that we don't want to talk about, probably because I don't want anybody to find me with that. But they're wearing it. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) she's planning a list. And this is this starts off with a flashback of her getting Zed. But then we go off to the now where we saw where Vader and Ochi had broken into this Crimson Dawn sub headquarters. And they say it's on Lake Core, the Outer Rim. She is planning you know, some information. She is setting up Vader. Now, by the end, I just like, you really got a lot of people killed. I mean, you are so upset that Vader killed Amadella. You just had so many people slaughtered. Probably 20 randos that didn't deserve to die. It's a dupe list. Yeah. But she says that will lead Vader into a trap. Now, I believe that Zed is right. 
don't trap Vader. There's no, she says, I'm either going to kill him or whatever. And he's like, I don't think either of those are going to happen. She does get away, though, which he is surprised. Like, that's your fourth time. Nobody's. I, I love the idea. Like, nobody's ever gotten away five. I, I hope that that's a running gag. I don't think anybody's gotten away with four. No. Or three. I, that's why I hope it's a running gag. I, yeah. You just escaped eight times. Nobody's done it nine. Yeah, no. nobody's done it eight. <laughs> I mean, we're already we're in uncharted territory here, Zed. But I thought it was kind of funny, and I, again, I like Zed just being there. Hey, he's not as wacky as he could be, but then again, maybe he shouldn't be. It's I like kind when of he throws fun. his arms up and he's like, "This should be fun." Oh yeah, yeah, he's he's cool, uh-huh. and so you have him there, and with that, the list gets taken. She says, "It's funny too." She's like, "Okay, let's see where they're going. Let's see if they bit, you know, the list. Let's see if they're buying this. If they're going to be duped." And like, okay, where are they going? And that's the good thing. Zed can kind of go into the system here of Vader. And it makes sense. Again, this is where I think Greg Puck does a good idea. Zed was the security guy. He ended up being the security systems and things like that. If somebody on the crew would have died or, you know, whatever, Zed would have been the one to take them out of the system. He he died. He was knocked and yeah, left. Vader forgot to delete So him. nobody else is there to do that job. So it's open. And he gets in. It makes sense. So it, it's a cool way where you want to know why he could do this. That's why. Vader isn't concerned in that sort of spring cleaning stuff. So they go, well, they end up, okay, let's see if they, they took the bait. Where are they heading? Beep, beep, boop. Oh, they're going to Coruscant. Coruscant. They bit. I'm like, really? <laughs> Like, the Vader goes there a lot. Like, they came to get Chris. That's where he lives. Yeah, he kind of goes back it's there. House. The Emperor, right? They go back. So it's it would be like the idea where I'm there and we meet in New Jersey or whatever. Let's see if he bit. Oh, he's going back to Quakertown. Oh, my goodness. He took the bait. No, no, no. I want to go home and go to bed. I want to have dinner and see my family. Uh, so you end up where, and, and really, isn't the Emperor Vader's family? It's it's a little dysfunctional, but that's why he wants Luke so much. He's like, this family sucks. I need Luke back. Uh, but he goes and he goes to the Emperor's palace. And we end up seeing there that, you know, Ochi and Valance. Valance not doing much at all in this. He pretty much just stands there looking sexy. He felt sexy, really off right? in this issue. And also it was hard to tell it was him a lot of times because he looks a lot older. The classic. So when we end up going from one issue to the next, you almost have to reset and go, oh, yeah, yeah, he's. And that's a problem, especially in this. He's from a larger distance. He's just there. He just looks like a rando imperial officer. He, he looks like they aged him 25 years. Yeah, yeah. Theory, which... and, and so what they're going to have to do is every time for a while or, or ever, you're going to have to really mention his name every time mm-hmm. you talk to him the first time. And they just do that. that but... battle damage again. That's the best. I mean, I, but remember, the funny thing is we're like, okay, they're going to go back. But then it yields oh, itself. Oh, yeah, it grows back. But. Yeah. He does need that connection. The minute that he severs that connection with Vader and kind of goes off, which we would think will happen. I mean, when he finds out about Cadalia and the stuff that the Crimson Dawn are doing, this is going to make him want to just go off on his own to do things. And yeah, it might be able to tie it in because the Crimson Dawn has him. He might be able to convince Vader that that's something to do. But yeah, eventually he'll just leave. He'll get hit and he'll be like, oh, well, my sexy days are over. He'll be like <laughs> George being a hand model. He's like, oh, it's done now. Uh, but yeah, you have this setup of, okay, the assassins go on your own, heroes with balance. And this is where I said, I'm like, yeah, I, I, a little I don't confusing. remember a lot of the characters here. We do get them. But, you know, and you mentioned like, Ana- uh, what is it? Ana- Ankala. I'm having problems with me. Uh, with that, and you end up having those 
that team that they ended up picking up that won it's Vengeance. It's the team on but, the left side there on the page. Yeah, is, uh, and they're the, the ones who aren't necessarily bad. They don't want to be assassins. They're there to right wrongs, vengeance, stuff like that. But it seems like they might be a little light bulb goes off by the end of this issue where they mm-hmm. actually can get paid for this and didn't realize. It is kind of the funny play where you have that in movies or television where you have some team doing things and the one bunch of people don't realize that the others are getting paid, like they're being duped. Uh, yeah. But Vader comes back and he's pissed. And I, I this seemed a little over the top for Vader to just, he just walks now. The, the Emperor it, thinks it's hilarious, right? <laughs> and I guess he counts on the Emperor. The guy loves to be entertained. He is there in his chambers with, and the funny thing is we just talked about the Crimson Guard. So there's a bunch of Crimson Guard that hopefully they're the schmucks that were talking about the game uh-huh. in the last issue uh-huh. of the deal we were doing because he comes in, chokes out people, he's snapping necks, and then he just goes to the advisors of the Emperor, and he's going to wreck house here. This list must have said some things going on, though he walks right by Slime Moore. And the big thing about Slime Moore is you know for a fact that there's no way that Slime Moore is not part of Crimson Dawn, right? And he has to know that, correct? I mean, oh, Vader, he definitely knows. Emperor knows everybody. And, knows. and Ochi, it's it, like these things. So with that, he goes in, he busts past, and I, I'd love to think because you only see him walk by and slide like, oh, ah, like goes like, oh no, it's it's over for me. I'd like to think this is like a hallway shove with the shoulder. There you go. Oh, yeah, he's definitely hitting her on the shoulder. <laughs> the problem is, if he does that to Slymore, I think Slymore is right face planting down, would just go down, but goes and you end up having the advisors. And if you're not familiar with the advisors, everyone likes to think that a vase or is a hack. I mean, that's what you get here. I mean, most of them have, and they even mention because Ochi follows in. <laughs> like the toady is talking crap, right? Hey, you with the big hat, the crazy hat. Oh, I guess you all have them. Uh, the, the deal with this is, <laughs> this is just me and this happens a lot. I actually thought that a bunch of these were women and that he was like, and hey, you dude. I'm like, whoa, what's that? Oh, they are guys. But yeah, they're like you with the funny hat. Oh, I guess y'all have funny hats. You, you guys are dead. And yeah, you end up having <laughs> Vader just He's just slicing and dice and dice. That's what he does. Just blood flying everywhere, just everywhere. And again, yeah. there is the like what's the Emperor saying? He says one thing in the middle of the chaos. Ha. Like he thinks <laughs> it's hilarious. So yeah. And then we cut off because we did see, okay, the assassins, you're on your own. You go here, you go there. And we do see that everybody is on these things. This is a purge with this list. We know it's a dupe list, right? So they mm-hmm. took the bait. They're going. One guy gets blasted right between the eyes, but because it's Star Wars deal and whatever, it looks like he just sees some bright light and goes down. Like this guy's head. Yeah, is his blown wound is off. smoking rather yeah, than yeah. Yeah, this this head is blown up. But oh, he's man. there with like another guy, another officer uh, outside, and they're they look like they're part of the executor, and. Like, hey, you know, I hear Vader's doing some crazy stuff in there. He's killing everybody. At least it's not here. That guy gets zapped right between the eyes right there. And we find out that the guy he's talking to, an older officer, isn't on the list and might or might not. Even if he is, he's not doing anything now because things are going bad right here. Everybody going down. And, you know, you see throughout this deal, like, they are going off to estates. They're purging things. They go to this guy, Baron Zankal. 
this guy just again it's one of those things where so random yeah and it is and that's what's funny but if me and you went to and i'm talking like rich rich like i'm talking billionaires whatever and we say hey we're gonna go to this guy's house because we think that he is uh running a heroin den right we go in he's not running a heroin den he's probably up to some shady business though he's right? up to something yeah, yeah he's up to something so when you go there it, it, it's one of the things in the Star Wars universe here, you don't need a warrant. They're just busting in places. And when you get to the point of that, they may be innocent of what you're there for, but they're guilty of something. You're going to kill them. And that's what happens. This guy is actually innocent of what he is being crimsoned on. He does seem to be human trafficking. He's got exotic animals under it. It's a crazy <laughs> deal. He says that, yeah, I permits for that or whatever he's got people caged up in the back and again there. yeah and so like yeah. if me and you went into some place and i i really like elephants that is thing and i would go to the philadelphia zoo a lot and you would always hear that it was like a conflicting thing i love to see the elephants in the zoo they took them out because it was pretty much you know abuse of them even just having them there and you know i was conflicted because i did that it was one of the things i always loved but they so they had a permit but it was still like he has this this monster he's like i Mm -hmm. have permits but it's still not good to have it and it looks like it's just in this little case it's weird though when he says like hey listen i'm not crimson dawn i just do the why even show him this they end up i thought they were going to show him records but he's like and then this opens up and you see people being imprisoned on a balcony and so they they kill this guy they end up taking him down he ends up realizing it. he tries to make a last stand but it's not going to happen and then you do have this team you know, of these revengers uh, getting thanked by the people. And it's like they're starting to like this. But then you end up having Ochi like, yeah, it's cool being an assassin, right? We're not assassins. We're not, oh, well, you, know, you might as well get on board because you could actually get paid for it. Like, you're doing the work. You can make money doing this? Yeah, and they're like, what? Like, it's this big thing. So we'll see what happens there. But this guy's dead. Well, he shouldn't have brought out his soldiers or whatever. That's, I know. Worth. Like, I'm telling you, the idea, he shouldn't press that button. All he has to do is Unleashed look and see there's monster. no Crimson Dawn. And then at the last thing, of course, the, the big thing I want to point out, and if there's anybody in the Star Wars universe that should make a stand, somebody's got to stand up for these robots that are always serving drinks. That's all <laughs> they do. They're drink servers all the time. Last issue we read, there was a drink server. Drink servers. You end up having these protocol droids that they know 8 trillion languages, bochi, all this stuff. Oh, my God. They can talk to evaporators, right? And yet they get limited to just serving Kool-Aid. It's ridiculous. But Who's drinking up- that? Orange drink or whatever. I'm out not of that drinking. Base. That, that's I'm saying this, but I'm an awful. I'm not drinking anything a robot made me anyway. Look at this guy. <laughs> He's like, here you go. I like this is motor oil. And they're, they're hand that other girl's uh, handing out water bottles to the uh, captures. And that's what I want. Just give me a water bottle. Yeah, give me Sealed. that. Like we find out. Look at that. It's like that the the uh, truck diesel that they end up making. Around. He's like, here you go. I'm like, I ain't drinking that. I'm not drinking that. Go get me some Sunny D robot. Yeah, I'll get the purple stuff. You end up where then all of this going down where, yeah, Vader knows that this is a duplicate, <laughs> but it's order. He then says it. And that's the big thing about this, because you end up having Vader come into this estate a little later to check out what's going on, all these things happening. And Vader even gets thanked. I mean, you've got to be real. Bad stuff went down in that estate 
when you're thanking Darth Vader. Like, I see Darth Vader, I'm running. I don't even care if I did Darth nothing. Vader never rescues innocence. No, Darth Vader is, is a wild card. You don't know. <laughs> you, you end up, he wakes up on the wrong side of his crazy chamber. I thought he was going to kill these guys. Yeah, I did too. Just like, why are you talking to me? Doop, doop. No witnesses. <laughs> yeah, no witnesses. Yeah, so like, and like, what? And he even looks over and like, what? They're grateful. They got freed by your command. And again, that's, is that the order? Like, it's getting him this thing and it's getting him a little bit like, okay, well, maybe. And it's one of those, like, Darth could make the swing. And maybe he's like, man, I like being a hero. This is, he's not going to do that, obviously. He would be a good hero. I mean, he has the skills. I mean, he's got the skills, all right, to pay the bills. But he also, (laughs) at points, has killed the younglings. He's destroyed a whole village of sand people. You end up where, yeah, Vader, and he's, he's the man of order. And the Emperor even says, like, okay, well, those advisors, they weren't all Crimson Dawn. One was, but they end up reacting to things and they like power. That's what they do. You just kind of tighten the grip on all the rest anyway. That's order, all that. So it goes and plays out with Darth Vader. He's going around to check what's going on, but he admits he knew that the list was a dupe. So did Ochi. At the beginning, Valence even said to Ochi, we're really going to follow a list that we got from criminals, assassins verified by more criminals. This is bull crap. Mm-hmm. And Ochi's like, yeah, I knew too. But we know it was a plant, but in Vader, in my mind, you do the plan here because Vader's not going to be afraid of anything. So if somebody's planning things to set you up, Vader's way to do it is I'll just follow what they're doing until they reveal themselves and then I will kill them. And so it seems like that is what he's doing. But he also says it brings order. The other people on the list weren't good people. It was, you know, agents of chaos as well. Again, Retroactively invaders mind making everything work He he does this all the time Everything's Mm -hmm. his plan Everything ends up serving him Even if he was set up You know, Vader's never going to admit that he was duped I I get the, it's funny Like as Ochi's like, you know that that list Oh yes, I did know It was a plant, but he even says It to Ochi right away Now Ochi is running scared We know that Ochi is Crimson Dawn, Crimson Dawn, and yeah. he's playing like every freaking side, and then it gets even worse for him. And and I don't think you know. Again, when did we see Ochi in Return of the Jedi? Right? I mean, he's in pro- he's in trouble. We well, couldn't he be a it. double agent though? Couldn't they all? I be think on he's going to be a quadruple agent. I think he's just going to get killed at the end. This is the <laughs> problem. He's really setting himself up. And when we do end up seeing him eventually, it's in the Return of Skywalker, I believe. His ship and his helmet—he he ain't around it's anymore. Toast. So. Yeah, he will probably by the end to show that goes on the run because, yeah, he's in big trouble. But you end up, he's playing his game. What else does he have to do? I mean, if you're Ochi, you're not going to do much. You look horrific. The, the mask is cool, but he takes it off too much. So, yeah, I Way too much. play it out. And he goes to talk to Sly, who obviously Sly is part of Crimson Dawn. And they start talking about it and the idea that this list was a dupe didn't matter to Ochi because he went on the list. And then he says, were you the one? He thinks that Sly planted that list to get rid yep. of people. And it is true. She says, if that was my list, you would have been on the top and probably the first eight entries. Like, you would have been there. She Then while they're talking, you end up having Ochi get electrocuted and lifted in the air a bit there. And I think you're led to believe that it is the Emperor who has shown up because that's kind of his move. It isn't. It's Zed. And that was set up again. Greg Pak does some good things and, and is nice a, a good writer. The transition and the page flip to a cliffhanger. That's a cool, cl- like a cliffhanger where 
you end up revealing things and turn the page. That's not a real. This is a cool cliffhanger. Also, Zed earlier said to Sabe, hey, by the way, a lot of techniques that are pretty deadly. And she goes, okay, I'll keep that in mind. So there you go. You, you already set that up. Zed looked like he grew about four feet. I know. I think that he has, like, it, like I would go around Extender in platform legs. shoes. He has telescoping legs <laughs> when he wants to look intimidating. He goes up. And, and Sabe says, listen, um, yeah, I, I did this. I kind of need you guys. You're going to work for me now. She's got leverage on him. Yeah, she says, I, I have the real list. Whether she does or not, but she seems pretty Good at that sort of mm-hmm. thing and she says I set this up and I'm going to give The real list you guys are on it you know that You're on the top so You're going to have to help me but so you see This and it's a cool play here The idea that nobody dupes Vader but Sebe's Doing things that we don't normally See people already live Longer than they have she's been Here this whole time and now She is able to you know Do some machinations well, if behind you think about it It makes sense because she was a dupe so she always had to imp- improvise and play like she was. And that's cool. And, and you could that. go with that, like a spy and, and things yeah. like that. And so she is doing things pretty good. Now, with that, though, when we pull back and think of things, if she knows things, you would almost guarantee that Vader knows them already anyway because of the way things are. So, yeah, this whole time. And, and it's not beyond Vader to know all this time that Ochi is full out Crimson Dawn. It, it, it has to be, right? And Sly. Mm-hmm. But again, like he's doing with Sabe, going with like, okay, I'll pretend I'm dupe, I'll do this, whatever. Though he does tell Ochi, I know the list was a dupe, maybe thinking that Ochi was involved. You know what I mean? Like all these things. So you, you see these little, like, does Vader know? Is he dropping hints to kind of do this, this play? So it's cool at the end. Mm-hmm. And then you get classic deal in the next deal, uh, Darth Vader 21, Return of the Handmaiden. And you have a look where it's like classic Princess Leia look, but with a rifle. I thought that was pretty cool with the the whole deal with it is cool, Sabe. Man. Yeah, so uh, with all of that, I actually liked it more when we talked about it. I was a little down on it. When when I read it, I thought that, like I said at the beginning, it, it's kind of a transition deal. And I, I was thinking about it, me and Eric uh, on the DC podcast were talking after we recorded where he goes in, and I, I don't have – it's weird. I don't have a score when we go into these things and kind of have a general idea, but usually don't. Eric, like, writes down his score and sticks with it no matter what. Nothing really? can sway him. And that's why I like to do the podcast because it's now us talking about it, and you start having more fun. Or you, you know, the one person brings up something you didn't think, and it adjusts. But, yeah, usually, though, when I read stuff, unfortunately – the more I read it, I start picking things apart and it goes down a little, but this actually went up. I actually told you before that I thought eight was a bad score for this, that it was a little high. I'm going eight. I, I actually to. did enjoy it. And I, I like that cover too. Just Vader looking like he's choking us out. <laughs> That's Ryan Stegman. Or it's good. pretty good. I, I love the covers where like Vader's so mad that he's, you know, trying to get the readers. He doesn't want us peeking in on his life. <laughs> uh, but with that, also on the ground there, I believe that's all that stupid drink got spilled. That's yeah, not blood. It. That's that stupid he drink. He went back that in afterwards and killed that droid. I'm telling you, that droid came up. Would, would you like a drink with Vader? He's like, I want you dead. And just slices him in half. Uh, I'd be the best. But yeah, <laughs> robots serving drinks, I'm not into. They they do it all the time. I don't need that. So and you would think like the only time that I will allow it is R2. On the sail barge deal with Jabba because, you know, he he was a slave kind of there and they're making him do that. These guys seem like they're just happy serving drinks. I don't Mm -hmm. like bartenders. But 
Yeah, by the end, <laughs> I, I went eight. You went eight as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. We, we still enjoy this, uh, and we'll continue next week as uh, as always. But yeah, everybody, if you like this, go over to our Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. Follow us. We'll follow you back and you tell us what you think of the Star Wars books or whatever, whatever you want about uh, droids serving drinks or possibly if you like Sunny D. I don't know. You know, robots don't drink Sunny D. They wouldn't have that. So. I used to think Sunny D was like orange juice. Yeah, I, I did. I, I'm telling you, the worst is Tanya, my wife, ends up, she goes with that idea. I know that tons of people do, but if she even has a sniffle, I need the orange juice. And I always see oh, the, the whole thing when I heard way back, you know, unless that a lack of vitamin C, it, it will help your immune system a bit, but you're not going to get that from one drink of, of no. juice. <laughs> so she would send me. Now, it's her craziness combined with my real... I'd like to say I'm frugal, but I'm really cheap. So I would go and, you know, oh, what's that? Freshly squeezed orange juice or orange drink? Eh. Grab the orange drink. I'm like, just like the sunny would you, day. Would you drink orange juice? Would you drink orange juice from concentrate? No, I, I we used to when I was a kid. I don't like orange juice. I really don't <laughs> like it at all. So I try to avoid it uh, at all costs. Or something. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, it's not it's something like that I drink that central. really ends up. It's not a pleasurable drink. For me, I do like grape juice though. It's just an aside. Okay. I do like that. I don't like grape soda though because grape soda, in my mind, every time I'd have it, it ends up being too carbonated and it makes me burp all the time. So I avoid that. But yeah, yeah, there you go. You got a little <laughs> inside of my drinks. There's there's a couple things like an orange juice and stuff like that that a lot of people love that I just I don't know that I'll ever have another glass of orange juice in my life unless it's the only thing. And even then, I'll go water before I go orange juice but also go over to our website weird science marvel comics.com and we have reviews over there also go to our instagram weird science comic and at the end of that go to our patreon patreon.com slash weird science where we have a bunch of things including this show usually in advance a couple days unless i get tired but it's usually in advance and we have a bunch of other marvel stuff including a weekly spotlight where two books picked by the badasses the get fresh crew uh-uh. They end up picking two books that we have an exclusive podcast with. And this week, me and Jason ended up talking about Maestro World War M and The Amazing Spider-Man 88 Bay. The Slingers deal by Jeffrey Thorne wasn't a big fan. But you have to go over and listen to that on the podcast. But thank you for joining me as always, Matt. No problem. And everybody, we'll talk to you next week. You are all weirdos. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution. Weird science is the revolution.